0: We're back with another podcast. We did have some technical difficulties in the beginning of this. I don't know if the people are gonna know that, but I just wanna inform them. So would you like to kick off, like who who do we have with us? There's some new faces here. There are new faces here, yeah, that's well said. First off, yeah, I will say, if anyone wants to submit
1: applications to be our audio person, uh, we would very much appreciate that. That would be lovely. We do pay in high five, so I hope that is okay. So yeah, Vinny, to introduce our two guests, we actually have some celebrity guests on the line today. We've got Molly, who is actually the recently retired ambassador of New Zealand. Congratulations, Ooh. Molly, on the recent retirement. And we've also got Joe, who is actually the guy in the Silly Putty commercial. I knew it. So this is really exciting. Yeah, that was my past life. So basically, the point of this podcast, we're we're using the water cooler as an example, but basically, what is just the quote unquote best way to make the quote unquote best impression on somebody. So we've all got two ideas prepared and we're going to go around and we're going to we're going to discuss them, educate the public again in case anyone's ever like nervous walking up to a new person and wondering, how do I make a good impression on this person? That's what we're going to do today. We're
0: going to tell you exactly how to do so. I think we should go alphabetical here. So Molly,
2: if I was at a water cooler with someone, given the recent events with the Delaware River, Mm. I go up. And then I'm like, wait, should we even be drinking from this water cooler? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, did you hear about what happened in the Delaware River? Like it got contaminated because the water in this fountain in this cooler comes from tap water. So somewhere along the lines... The Delaware River's mixed in there. They were like, you know what? I really appreciate you looking out for me. Fast forward to a couple months later and we're floating down the Delaware River because we became best of friends.
1: A heartwarming story. That's very nice of you, Molly. And just to clarify for our viewers, what Molly is referring to with the Delaware River, basically what happened was somebody fed a bunch of geese a lot of (laughs) laxatives and then they went into the Delaware River and, you know, they did their thing. So that what that's what you're referring to, right?
2: Yeah. There was that chemical spill, but like that doesn't really.
1: Like- oh, I personally, I actually do pump my water with chemicals. Just A for the taste, B for the electrolytes and C to strengthen my immune mm-hmm. system. But the geese poop, nah, keep that out. I actually am thinking about starting my own brand and releasing it in shelves. It's just going to say chemical water. Like I can't okay. imagine
0: someone's going to see that and be like, no, I don't want that.
2: They're going to be like, that's perfect for the water
0: cooler at work. It was a goose named Henry, right? Like, I believe there was one goose wholly responsible for about four rivers, the Mississippi, even two Great Lakes, I believe they contaminated. You know what it was,
1: Vinny? So, Vinny, you and I were recently in Florida, and while we were there with friends, we watched cocaine bear. I think it was a similar thing. I think this goose found a package of laxatives and got into it, ate it. And then instead of just being high out of its mind, crapped everywhere. uh, Yeah.
2: You can't call anyone a silly goose anymore because it might be like really offensive.
1: We were just
3: next to the Delaware River last night and I did not know this.
1: Joe, uh, obviously we had a few drinks in us last night, so you might not remember this, but you actually tried to jump off the ledge of Morgan's Pier to go swim in the Delaware River. You were midair and I reached down and I grabbed you by the foot and I yanked you back up. And I said, no, Joe, there's goose poop in there. You can't do that. And then you cried and we hugged and that lasted like 20 minutes of just us crying and hugging each other. It was one of the sweetest moments of my life personally. I don't know if you remember that, but that definitely did happen. I don't care what you say.
3: If I do remember correctly, the fire alarm was going off. And I had to jump overboard because the pier is made of all wood. And, you know, the best place to go is water. So, if anything, you brought me back into danger. Is this
0: considered a terrorist attack? Because they're, they are Canadian geese at the end of the day. (laughs) They're not American. They're not from here.
1: Joe, you've met, haven't you met the Bidens or something like that?
3: Yeah, I met Joe Biden twice. I met him in Happy Harry's with my mom and I shook his hand when (laughs) I was like 10.
1: By any chance, did you ask him while you were 10 if Canadian geese contaminate our rivers? Is that considered Mm
3: -hmm.
0: a terrorist attack? I didn't get the chance to do that because he was a senator at the point. Oh, yeah, so he didn't know. I think he might know now, being president. I'm pretty sure it was Bush back in 2008 that said it wasn't a war on terrorism. It was a war on geese. Geese for being executed left and right.
2: Maybe that's where silly goose is derived from.
0: All right, well, since I'm next in the alphabet,
1: I think if I'm remembering the alphabet correctly, I'm going to go ahead and go next. And this one is actually very near and dear to my heart because Joe, I don't know if you remember, but this is actually the first time you and I met. This is exactly what I did. And that's going to be to just walk up to someone just immediately burst into a freestyle rap. And now what's key about this is that it doesn't matter what you say. All that matters is that it rhymes. So you could walk up to someone and be like, yo, I'm watching Blue's Clues with the new crew. If you think my raps are doo do." I'm going right. to sue you while my cows say moo-moo <laughs> as I ship them off to Timbuktu. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, the amazement on all of your faces right now, that's exactly what you're going for in that moment. I bet if none of you knew me and I just walked up and said that, like I did to you, Joe, I, I'm pretty sure what was going on in your head was, wow, that guy's cool. And what's good about that one, I just, I just pulled out of my ass right there, is it gets the people thinking. They think like, okay, this guy watches Blue's Clues. He's a stud okay, this guy has ties to Timbuktu. Remind me not to fuck with him. And this guy has cows. Uh, Yeah, I I just simply need to be as close as possible with this guy. Um, I can't imagine any way to make a better impression. And to all our viewers, if you want to steal that that amazing freestyle that I just dropped, uh, just make sure to cite me because I will sue you if I hear anyone else use that and I don't get credit for it.
2: What if Drake uses it in his next song? Like, how would you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I'll sue him. I will not hesitate to sue him oh you know what i'll say i'll say drake i won't sue you if you feature me on your next song
2: or yeah because what if he uses it it's like like a voicemail and he uses it in the beginning
1: (laughs) he actually takes the audio snippet from this exact podcast and that's the intro to his next song
3: (laughs) brian if i remember correctly the first day and when you did that the office you know the scene from a mile when eminem gets up on the stage and he He gets everyone in the crowd to get their hands up. I feel like the (laughs) office was just like that that day when you're freestyling like that. I'm a naturally very curious person and I like history. So I'd be approaching this from a historical standpoint. So if I were to come up to somebody at the water cooler, I would go up to them and be like, did you know that the water cooler was invented in 1906 um, by luther halls wow and this was created because back in the day typhoid fever was a pretty prominent disease oh yeah it was easily transmitted through tin cans Uh uh-huh and so his pure motivation for this was because his father died of typhoid fever and so he wanted to come up with a contraption i guess that would be able to give you water without typhoid fever wow without typhoid fever it's about goddamn time
2: and without geese contaminated
3: water I feel like they would walk away from that knowing why the water cooler was invented. I mean, personally,
1: I can't wait for a next trivia night when they ask who invented the water cooler. I'm going to be the only single only human being to get that right.
2: Joe, I could also see you going up to someone at a water cooler. And we know that you love to ask questions because as you said, you're very curious. So I could also see you being like, "Soa, uh, why are you drinking that water today? <laughs> what made you want to come up here and drink that water? How are you feeling while you drink the water? do you know where water comes from
3: i could definitely see myself doing that and
1: that reminds me of when we were all sitting at lunch with hunter um hunter who is shout out to hunter i know for a fact hunter's listening to this so hi hunter hunter will be a guest on a a podcast very soon hunter who is half chinese and was was talking about his mom And Joe was going off on like, what part of China did you live in? What was her maiden name? And I don't even remember what all the questions were, but it was just rapid fire back. I didn't even have time to digest what was happening. And Joe was just question after question after question. So Joe, your curiosity is getting us places.
3: Yeah, I think at one point I asked what they were wearing at the wedding <laughs> because of the Chinese garments. You know, I feel like that's pretty interesting.
0: All right, Vinny, why, why don't you round out round one of this best introductions draft? I'm going to speak on what I think is the best way to introduce yourself to people. I'm going to imagine that you're in an office scenario. You see a water cooler. You see three people chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, right? They're they're drinking water. you walk up to them and you immediately ask, hey, do you guys want to be in my outgoing voicemail message <laughs> and then you just record your voicemail message with them
1: that's got like that personal touch that's like i immediately feel this very strong sense of rapport with you yeah. therefore i want you on my outgoing message and no one in their right mind would ever think that's weird or anything like I, if someone asked me to be on their outgoing message i would be nothing but honored
2: i think that's my life goal i just want to be on an outgoing voice <laughs> message like to be on that and like one of drake songs or even just like any song Like, that's the goal.
1: Molly, Drake's next song is going to be my freestyle as the intro and his voicemail, but featuring you as the outro.
2: Perfect. It's going to be my work voicemail. Hi, this is Molly (laughs) with Wilmington Trust. I can't come to the phone right now.
1: (laughs) The funniest thing was, Molly, when I would call your cell phone and if you don't pick up, I would hear, hi, you've reached Molly Ryan with Wilmington Trust. Sorry, I can't get to the phone. And I'm like, oh, my God, did I call her work phone? I didn't mean to do that. And I check, I'm like, no, no, I called her
2: I changed that now.
1: Joe, I like yours too, because it's it's very, it is very curious. You say like, please leave your name and phone number and I will be happy to get back to you as soon as possible. So every time I leave you a message, obviously I'm like, hey, Joe, this is Brian Long. <laughs> I work a couple feet away from you. Uh, my number is, I probably shouldn't say my number on this podcast because we've got like trillions of listeners and I don't want my phone blowing up. So I won't say it,
3: but. I think I'm going to create a new <laughs> one and be like, can I get your name? your address, your phone number, <laughs> your social security card. See like what hit rate I get of people that actually say it.
0: Yeah, the security questions. So like, what's your, what was your first dog's name? What was the first <laughs> car that you had?
2: Security questions are my worst enemy.
0: Yes, they are.
2: I, I literally forget who I am when I'm answering these security questions. It's like, what was the street that you grew up on? I'm like, this is such a hard question. Now I literally have to write down my security questions because I forget. Because it's like, well, I grew up on Fox Hill Road, but did I just write Fox Hill? Did I write Fox Hill Road? Did I do it all lowercase? Are there some caps in there? And then on that third attempt when you're locked out, it's like, I feel defeated and I can't do the work day anymore.
1: Molly, one of my favorite moments was she had to sign into InvestEd, which is a, a system we use. And I walked up and I saw you staring at the like security question screen. Just, just staring at it, just not answering it. And I was, and I, I walk up. I'm like, "Do you, uh, you need some help over here? Do you not know what street you grew up on?" And you look at me, and you're like, "I don't think I'm gonna get this right." And then you type it in, hit enter, and it's like wrong. You are locked out for the next day or something like that. Well, what you got?
2: Round two. Round two. I think it'd be funny if you went up to someone, like, or went up to the water cooler. Someone else was there, and then wherever state you're from, you just throw out your. Th- thickest accent you're like yeah so uh how's the water i just think that'd be a great first impression because then you're like all right now you didn't even have to tell me where you're from and like i know because your accent
0: brian
1: you have a question i do have a question yeah a follow up to that molly so after you hit them with that accent do you then, cont- oh, Vinny, you, yeah, you have a question too, but you can go next. Oh, wait, oh, wait. <laughs> so after you hit them with that accent, do you then keep it up in the future? Or do you just never use that accent ever again?
2: You only keep it up at the water cooler.
1: <laughs> the water cooler. <laughs> and then
2: when you, when you step away, you just go back to your regular self. And you're like, oh, hey, Jim. Hey, Molly. How's it going? Good.
1: Is there, like, a certain, like... Foot radius, like when you're at within five feet of the water cooler, like you could be mid sentence and then the accent just kicks <laughs> in as soon as you get within five feet, and you keep stepping back and forth, and the accent goes away, comes back, goes away, comes back.
2: I'm gonna go with four feet because four, four is my feet. favorite number. So within okay. four feet, and you have to like bring a tape measure just to be accurate, or maybe you make a little line, like a little circle.
1: Make a, an anti sea bear circle. Yes. Which I think is four feet in its radius. Yeah. So perfect. Not a a C. rhinoceros circle. Let's just be clear. Here. Right. Also, Molly, you said four is your favorite number. I didn't want to like bring this up. I didn't know if it was a sensitive subject or anything, but I did notice that there are two fours in your email address. Ooh. Is that why?
2: Yes. I just, there's something about four.
1: I'm shocked you didn't go with four fours, honestly.
0: And seven years ago or something like that. Four scores. Four
2: scores, seven years. That's 27, right? 27 years. <laughs>
0: Molly's email is actually Molly
1: Ryan four scores in seven (laughs) years ago, four, 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 four at Mm four.com.
2: I just really like four.
1: (laughs) Uh, Vinny, you had a question. What
3: was your question? No, I just want to throw my hand up. Oh, okay. All
1: right. Oh, Joe, your hand is up. Is that a real question?
3: I don't have a question, but I just have a, a thought. I feel like water is like a key differentiator into like what accent people, it is. you know what I, I feel like people will say water and like it's said so many different ways so you can like tell what accent
0: they are. Then you could throw a like crayon at them and then really screw them up. Crayon. It
1: is deceptive. I get it because like it's a crayon. It's not a crayon. It's a crayon. It's, it's definitely a crayon, but it is kind of spelled in a way that would ins- that would confuse people into thinking it's crayon. But I mean, to me, that just takes way too goddamn long to say,
0: and it's just <laughs> stupid, so it's a fucking crayon. It looked like it was very difficult to say for you. That looked like it was tough. You struck a nerve when you said crayon.
2: Wait, I call it crayon. I don't call it crayon. I call it crayon. Where's the crayon factory, or the crayon factory?
1: There was one in Easton. I went to Lafayette College, for all our viewers who don't know that, and Easton is the town. So there was a, a Crayola factory, like a 20-minute walk from me. I shockingly never went in it, which is probably my single biggest regret of college. Shout out leopards. You were leopards? Damn right. There were constantly okay. leopards roaming the campus. It was actually awesome. Not when they hunt you, but other than that, they're awesome. We were any in lions, so. Were there any lions hunting you? They
3: were pretty friendly, so not too bad.
2: We were the 49ers, like a niner,
3: like, oh, put your no.
2: picks up. So there was a lot of gold on our campus. It was pretty cool. We
3: got a
0: square with their team, and there's only seven of them. That, wow. I didn't even, they should make a team, the square root
1: of 49ers. Why haven't they thought of that? (laughs) Wait, damn it, Joe, because our football team, it was 7v7. We should have been the square root of
2: 49ers. (gasps) Oh,
0: that's a great idea. Next time we play, that is our name. I love that. Benny, what was Monmouth's mascot? We were Hawks. And here was our slogan. Hawks fly together. But fun fact about hawks, they're solidarity birds. They do not fly together. They fly by themselves. It made no sense. That's
1: a long slogan. Hawks fly together. But fun fact about hawks, they're solitary animals. So why do they fly together? That doesn't make any sense. That's the truth. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. This is Zoom number two of this podcast. Now we're going to pick this up real quick by pointing out that I did once again spill water on my shirt, which I do. I would say on average four to five times per day. Molly, how many times throughout the week would you say that you see me with water spilled all over myself?
2: Oh, at least once a day for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to jump into my second best introduction. And this is, so I mentioned how my first one, the freestyle rap, that was what I did to Joe. Molly, this is exactly what I did to you. So you probably already know exactly what I'm about to say. And this is actually a technique. It does require practice and there is a lot of science behind it. Uh, backed up by Harvard, actually, Vinny. They did a lot of research studies on this one. Sweet. So happy to use my source. So first, what I'll do is I'll explain the process and then we'll break it down and really say why it's it's just absolutely genius. So you're going to walk up to someone. The first thing you're going to do is just fall down immediately, immediately fall down. And then presumably this other person is going to help you up unless they just suck But then it's like, okay, if they don't help you up, then you don't want to associate with them anyway, then that's fine. You have your answer right then and there. So presumably, let's say they help you up. Then what you're going to do is tickle them and then run away as quick as you can. (laughs) So that's the process. So now let me break this down why this is so genius. And it's because it hits every single key aspect of a good introduction. So you walk up and you fall down. Immediately, that makes you relatable. The other person is thinking, wow, look at this guy. He just made a mistake that I easily could have made. What a relatable guy. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. I already feel a, a sense of connection to him. Then when they help you up, and you ideally probably stare into each other's soul while it's happening, then you build that chemistry. You build that rapport with each other. It's like, oh, wow, this, this physical hand-to-hand contact and then the eye contact It's just powerful, and it leaves a really good impression on them. And then the third thing you're going to want to do is you're definitely going to want to make them laugh, and there's no way, no better way to do this than to tickle somebody. Nobody has ever been bothered by being tickled before. Harvard did. They proved that. It's statistically significant that no one has ever been bothered by being tickled. So you tickle them to give them a nice laugh, and then they think you're funny. And then when you run away, that makes you mysterious because then they think to themselves, why did he do that? Why did he run away? Now I'm dying to learn more about this person. So uh, nine, I would say 99 times out of 100, what's going to happen is that person is going to spend the rest of their day trying to find you. And the longer it takes them to find you, the more mysterious you are. So if you could find a really good hiding spot after that, that would actually be awesome. But if anybody has would like to either A, give me a pat on the back for that one, or B, even make a sad effort to try to refute that logic, then uh, by all means, go ahead.
2: Well, we know about you with your hiding spots, (laughs) you, you're directionally challenged. Yeah. So if you were to play hide and seek, like you would hide somewhere, but then you'd be like, wait, I kind of forget where I'm hiding. Like, where am I? That's when the cops have to be called. There'd be a search party, like an Amber Alert.
0: Brian alert. It wouldn't be an Am alert. We'd be worried about Brian here. (laughs) Yeah. So real quick, what Molly
1: is referring to at work, I had to mail something out. The mail room closes at like 4.30 or something. And this was like 5.05 that I had to mail something out. So I was trusted to find my way to the basement of our building to put the mail in the Dropbox. Basically, i could not find my way to the basement i could have sworn that the elevators had a button for the basement but the elevator that i was in sure as hell did not have a button for the basement so i went to the the first floor and then somehow ended up in some random staircase that went down so i was like maybe this goes to the basement and then it brought me into some like creepy alley that was like some emergency exit that it looked like no one has ever been in before and I didn't know where I was. So then I called Molly and I was like, Molly, you need to find me. I don't know where I am. I don't know how to get out of here. And I sure as hell don't know how to mail out these goddamn packages. <laughs> so, and then I eventually showed you where I ended up. And I believe your response was, I did not even know this hallway existed. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, kudos to me for discovering brand new land that I don't think any human has discovered before. Um, but then, while well, you did show me how to get to the basement. It turns out only certain elevators get to the basement. And I just got really unlucky. The worst part of this was then there was a guy also on the first floor who got in the elevator, and it went down to the goddamn basement. Like, it said on the screen that it was going to be. And I was like, what do you mean? I was just in the elevator. There is no button for B." And then, Molly, you had to come show me how to get to the basement. And then we did mail the packages out. So it has a happy ending at the end of the day.
3: But, yeah, Brian, I've been with you multiple times where your directionally challenges showed up. Uh, we were at a bar one time and Brian literally like was so confident and just like turned left and started walking to the, the back of the bar when we were trying to leave. And I was like, Brian, that is not the door's right next to you. It
1: was all I had to do was turn my head to the right and I would have seen the door. But yeah, Joe's right. I was on a mission to go to the left because apparently that's where I thought the door was.
0: And it was not there. And then Joe just like grabbed my arm and was like, no, you fucking idiot. We're going this way. <laughs> no, I was going to say I can also vouch for Brian's hiding skills. And I I go way back before this work hiding skills. <laughs> There's a hiding skill shown in high school. I know what you're going to say. Junior year of German class, we're sitting in class. Our teacher didn't show up yet, so me and Brian decided, there's a desk in the back of the classroom. Let's let's sit under it. I'm sitting right next to this kid underneath the desk for the first 15 minutes of class, and the teacher finds me. And I'm called out. I go back, sit at my desk, and the, pretty much the rest of the period goes by. Five minutes left in the period, Brian's like, so are uh, you going you gonna to call me here today for being present? She was lost. She was like, I, I, I didn't even know you were here. 50 minutes of a class, and Brian was hiding under a desk. I forgot until you brought that up that you got
1: caught immediately. I sat under that. I was marked absent. I was like, I'm okay with that. This is hilarious. I will take the cut. That's fine. And then with like five minutes left in the class, Frau asked a question. No one answered. And then I answered it from behind the desk. And she
0: was so confused.
3: My buddy did the same thing in our religion class in high school. He hid behind a cabinet for the entire time. (laughs) And then he came out at the end and our teacher was like, I knew you were there the whole time. And he was like, he was like, I need to talk to you.
0: (laughs) That guy wasn't mysterious. Brian was very mysterious. And I'm pretty sure Brian ran away after that. I'm pretty sure he ran away. (laughs) And they were wondering why he did that.
1: I raised the question. Frau said, Brian, is that you? I stood up and I took off through the door. And you know that in Frau's mind, she was just thinking, "Man, that dude is mysterious.
2: What if you tickle someone and they don't like to be tickled? And then what if they fall when they're running away? And then
1: yeah, valid questions, Va- definitely valid questions. First off, saying that someone doesn't like being tickled is like saying that someone doesn't like breathing air. I don't think that's mm-hmm. a thing. So in terms of falling down, That could happen. And to be honest, anyone who sees that is also going to think that person's relatable. So it kind of sets off a chain reaction. You're relatable. And then they fall down. They're also relatable. And then everyone just likes everyone. So, yeah, it's perfect. If everyone falls down, though, that's really (laughs) a sign of a close bond. Everyone falls down at the same time. I actually kind of wish that humans had worse balance, because how funny would it be if you're just like walking down the street? It was like a a frequent occurrence for somebody to just completely just eat (laughs) shit and fall down. I would love to witness that a lot more than I do.
2: I mean, just get drunk and it'll happen.
1: True. I think Joe was
3: next. All right. So given current events and current situations and developments, I feel like 25% of my brain is now relied on AI, specifically (laughs) Chat GPT. And so I went to GBT and asked it, I said, best opening line to say to someone at a water cooler to make a good impression. And so it gave me a lot. And then I said, come up with some more creative ones. And one of the ones I really liked was, I have a theory that the water cooler is actually a time machine. Every time I come here, I lose track of time. And before I know it, it's already lunchtime. Wow. So, this is coming from a theoretical standpoint yeah. on how the time or how the water cooler could be a time machine. And then before we know it, it's lunchtime. And so it technically could be
0: a time machine. So, you're telling me that this whole time, time travel has existed. Is this the same machine? Is this the same machine that makes time fly? Is this the machine that you put time into and it flies afterwards? Yeah. Wow. I think
3: when I was looking at the history, like the history, it dated back to the Egyptian time. And oh. something was going on back then that sparked the concept of time travel. The other day, I actually
1: I traveled back in time to the Egyptian times, and I witnessed them firsthandedly time traveling. And I was like, how did you do that? It's just mm. wild what they can do. Yeah,
3: that's pretty cool, though. How are the pyramids?
1: Subpar. Overhyped, I would say. How are the, how are the camels? That's what I was going to ask. Uh, uh, above par. Definitely yeah. camels, I, I couldn't get enough of those camels.
3: Weren't camels technically the first water coolers?
1: Actually, Joe, I did see a lot of people drinking out of camels when I traveled back to the Egyptian times. So I think that must be what it was. Straight out of if, if I remember correctly, too, I'm pretty sure I saw two people at a camel and one of them said, what if this water cooler is actually a time machine? So that's how the Egyptians figured out time travel. It was all the camels all along. Oh, my God god how did we never realize this this is crazy we're the only ones at least at the moment who know now that camels are how you time
0: travel so we have to use this power wisely because pretty soon this is going to get released yeah we have to use the camels to stop the geese we have to we have to (laughs) i'm gonna wrap this up i think this is uh this is my favorite one so far because no words are needed here i don't think a single word needs to be said And this could be used anywhere, not just a water cooler. A single person that you see that's brand new, you walk up to them. You reach behind their ear and you pull a quarter out of it. And then you walk away. See, Vinny, I love it. My only
1: hesitation is, are they going to be mad? You just stole 25 cents from them. How do they know it's their quarter? I guess, but I feel like it is common practice for people to keep any quarters that they have in their ear. So like if you just reach in and take one. I do think it is amazing. I think it's awesome. I just a little bit am concerned that they might be like, give me my 25 cents back and, and punch you. But if that hasn't happened to you, then I'm not going to act like it will.
2: What if you pull it out and it's like a wad of cash, then what do you do? Like, do you run and like go deposit it at a bank?
0: See, at that point, I'm then going to make the money disappear. I'm going to do it the reverse. I'm going to show him the money that he has and then poof, it's gone
3: disappear into your bank account
0: yeah actually it's the cash turns physically into a number in my bank account it's crazy how it happens and an atm is involved
3: i want to learn
2: that magic trick sounds pretty pretty useful you can
0: get rich quick this way i would say just do this to everyone that you meet yep here's a Vinny quick math segment so if we oh. do four people a day a quarter a day it's 365 dollars a year man that's a lot of money that you could be saving this is a good living yeah that that could buy you a nice burger once a month. That's nice. You won't get any rent or anything else, but the burger's really all that matters at the end of the day.
2: People look at their bank statement, they're like, why is 25 cents magically disappearing out of my account?
0: The line item was stranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stranger trick. Well, I feel like
1: we have been very educational to the public today. You know, it's it can be very nerve-wracking walking up to someone you don't know and trying to make a good impression. So everybody just use the advice we laid out here. Really, you can't go wrong with any of it. Thank you to our guests. Yeah, Joe, Molly, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys.